Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm here with Demetrius Mason. Trying to get one, Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? Our guy Dom is continuing to spend time with his family for the week, man. So he's we're working on a man like a lot of NBA teams right now. You saw the longer English season was a little shorthanded, and that impacted a lot of games yesterday. But let's get right into it. I knew we had a record day. I just didn't know why. I didn't know what the reason would be. That'll be another <laughs> game to talk about. But Nuggets Blazers was the game of the postseason so far. Double overtime, game time hitting two shots, one descent overtime, another descent into double OT, and still ending up losing to the Nuggets 147 on 40. Again, Damian Lowe 55 points on 17 of 24 shooting, 10 assists as well, 12 from 17 from three, but he had no help. And trust me, we'll get into that. Um, MVP Jokic, 38 points, 9 assists, 11 rebounds, 26 for Michael Porter as well. And Mate Morris, as much as he tried to choke the game, he did end up with 28 and huge crunch time points. Before you go, Darnell, I just want to say I apologize to Damian Lillard for any regular season slander that I gave him, saying any type of overrated talk, because now I don't care. I have a completely different opinion now. Yes. Yeah, I'm changing all of it because what I saw was get into it. It was special. It was a tragedy. But what were your thoughts on this game last night? Keep in mind, this was on during Suns Lakers and everyone was like, you know what? We got to watch it. And everyone tuned in to Dame's on. Remarkable. It was honestly, I would say it was a top five playoff game I've ever uh, playoff performance that I've ever seen. Yeah. I would agree. And I think that to go 55 and 10, like double nickel game, 55 and 10 with one turnover, and he played 51 and a half minutes, like that's just remarkable. And it just stuns me that he could get no one to make any kind of shot to give him any kind of assistance. I think in a in overtime and double overtime well, it was two overtimes. So in the overtimes, Damian Lillard scored 17 of Portland's 19 points. Yeah. Like, that's just – that just can't happen. Like, I understand that he had the – it was his night, but they were doubling it. They were sending the double. It was obvious that they were trying to get the ball out of his hands. and He just needed someone to make a play, and he gave one to Covington. He missed the dunk. I think uh, Dame or CJ McCollum, he had uh, a chance on the wing. He caught it, stepped out of bounds. Like crucial, crucial moments. And it was, this was like three minutes left. Like Norman Powell gets like a wide open, he gets a wide open corner three. Seconds left, by the way. They were down three. Yeah, exactly. Three seconds left. That that was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. This was like three minutes in with like three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And I think Norman Powell gets a wide open corner three, and he clakes it. It's like, yeah, it's just not the, it's just not their night. Covington, Covington played a decent game, but that missed dunk was just inexcusable. It was bad. He, yeah, like he tried to dunk it way too hard. It's just like, just get the basket, man. Like, what are you doing? But nonetheless, really impressive effort by Damian Lillard. But for the Nuggets, 
Michael Porter came up huge. He had 26 and 12. He made a, a real big three on the left on the left wing to kind of or the left corner to kind of ice it for the for the I mean for the Nuggets. And what can, you can't really stop saying enough about Jokic. Um, once Nurkic fouled out, two really bad fouls like in a row consecutive. Jokic, they had no answers because there was no one to, to guard. To there was no bodies. The only body they had left was. Canter, and we know he's a, a liability, so they decided to go small, and it didn't work. And kudos to the Nuggets because they held on to what was a member, what would have been a historic night for Damian Lillard had he got the W. But it just has to go down as a, a, a really nice performance that's wasted in a loss. Um, there's a stat. Stat. Remember, in overtime, Damian Lillard seven for nine, 19 points. The rest of the Blazers one for 19, two points. Wow, it's official. Um, Dame, bro, we all saw it. You can leave, it's okay. Tweeted it last night. Say it on air. You can leave. It is fine. I understand your loyalty thing. But, bro, we saw you score 55 with 10 assists on 17 of 24 shooting and lose. By the way, he also had one turnover. Yep. Not a tough from the free throw line. The man literally played a perfect game. And lost. CJ went out there seven twenty-two. Awful three turnovers. Nurkic. We didn't even, even talk about that. Five of twelve. He was good actually, kind of. Thirteen for eleven. He had six turnovers. Not great. He fouls out, and they lose every time. He fouls out every time they lose, or they lose every time he fouls out. However you want to mix it. But it's already happened two games. You can't foul out. We know this. He fouls out. Norm, love Norm, 5-14, bad down the stretch, real bad. I mean, Carmelo, 3 of 11, these dudes all were ass. Like, it's not like if one of them had played decent yeah. to their standards, to what they could play, they win the game. Like, none of them did. And I was having a discussion, ironically, today with some people on this group chat, Spang group chat, shout out to y'all for listening. But we're having a discussion of GMs. And I was like, the Blazer GMs are the worst in the league. And they were saying, nah, Ainge is the worst. We'll get into that. But I disagree. Because Ainge had the super team right there. And they still have two cornerstones. Fleeced somebody for them. Dude, Dame has, for like the beginning of his career for a little bit, had maybe a Hall of Famer Marcus Aldridge. Other than that, they just never built the right team around him. And before, you know, I'd want to blame Dame. He's had bad performance playoffs. Pelicans got swept, you know. Conference finals, they got swept too. He wasn't great against the Nuggets that one time. They actually got conference finals. CJ carried him, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. damn, man. Like, it's because of the team. Cons- I mean, they just, they don't have any defenders. 
They're watching Aaron Gordon right there on the other side. Be huge. He was 6 of 11, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Playing big-time defense because he can't defend. And it's just like you got Norm out of that. Norm doesn't guard people that great. Their best defender probably, second best, to Covington. But then you saw Covington just late in the game. He had 19 and 11 late. Dude, that dunk was ridiculous. Because you're watching and you're like, damn, has went around a double team, gets him open. You're just like, oh, man. And they were going to be down one. This is, again, it's 143-140. About to be down one. This dunk. And I don't think I've ever been as disappointed, honestly, that someone didn't get a shot of as I was that Dame didn't get a chance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get that shot. He's passing it to his second-best player, though, open. And you expect, all right, this is at least going to be a layup, right? You, mm. All he had to do is just literally dribble right by him. Honestly, CJ tried to catch it on the wing, and he tried to bait the defender to go so he was that he was going to drive because he was going to kick it out to Covington for a three. But it obviously didn't play out that way. Whatever it was, it was can't step out of bounds. Yeah. I'm playing. I literally yesterday was playing in the gym. Dude catches a rebound. This is again, they're not professionals. Gets a rebound on the baseline. Step like out of bounds, try to step back in. They call him out of bounds. Like, what the hell are you doing? Not an NBA playoff game in double overtime. You step out of bounds off a catch. Not even a rebound. I was about to do for rebound dribbling. This is on a catch, on a pass, open. What the hell? When the other dude has 55, hey man. And like like you said, that was the nail in the coffin. I just, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, you know what this does for me though? It does. The reason I kind of want him to leave now is there's a question in my mind about the Dame stuff to be. I'm watching him late in the game, right? And I'm like, so he just he just isn't gonna ever miss a clutch shot, right? All right. And I mean, we love Steph. Steph normally throughout the game, I would say is better, but he does miss clutch shots. He actually this is, go, ahead. go ahead, keep going. No, go ahead. He actually, for real, for being honest, he's hit like I remember he hit the Pelicans one. But he, he hasn't done anything remotely. I don't try to think close. So what Dame just did, not over, not to send it to overtime, and then he hit the one. He hit the one in uh, Oklahoma City, though. The one in Oklahoma City. Yeah. It's one. I remember Clay doing a lot. I don't remember him hitting. You don't. You don't remember Steph oh, the regular season one. Yeah, but that's a regular season game. That's my point. Though. Okay. That was a great okay. one. That was a great one. I'll give you that. And that's probably the clutch moment of his career. It was ridiculous. He hit it from half court. It's crazy shot. One MVP, a 63 and nine year. All that's true. But Dame again, he's done in the playoffs. Dame hit the Oklahoma City one too, right? To send them packing. And then he just did this twice. Um, so Steph doesn't have to me platforms like that. That's why. And also, I mean, no, not a lot of people don't, by the way. Part of it is that the game went to double overtime too. But 55 and 10, something like they said, no one in NBA history. 
He's ever had 50 points, 10 assists, and 10 plus threes in one game. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Like, so Dame is out there breaking records, making new ground, um, which is, I guess, one thing that you want him, you know, if you're going to put him in the Steph discussion he has to do, did that. And it's just like, just leave, bro. I want to see you win one at this point. I'm over it. I get it. You want to be loyal. Whatever. Fuck them. Fuck that team. Uh, we were literally, I was going back and listening. We were having a debate when the Nuggets were up 2-1. We were talking about what they should do with the team. And we were like, uh, trade CJ, right? Because you need the defense. And now you look at CJ is like the whole problem. But anyway, go ahead. Because I'm not, I'm going to let you go. Because I did say controversial thing right there. I want to hear what you I think that, see, I was thinking about Damian Lillard and Steph last night too. Um, and I think that in a regular season, Steph's slightly better. But I think the gap between Steph and Dame in the playoffs, even though Steph, it sounds crazy to say it because Steph has three rings, mm-hmm. but Dame's the higher level playoff performer. And I would rather have Dame in the playoffs than Steph. As crazy as that sounds. Hey, man, I would agree because, again, and this Steph is, I think all time Steph's going to be better. I think as far as mm-hmm. point guards, he's still my second best of all time because of those rings, obviously. But Steph has had Clay and he's had Draymond, which is a fact. Defenders. Dudes can't guard anything. And then the one guy who can kind of do something on defense continues to foul out. Draymond did lose Steph a ring. did do that. But he almost was finals MVP in that ring, too. There was maybe one series in his whole Portland career that Dame wasn't the best player on his team. And that was a CJ series against the Nuggets I talked about before. And this is a far cry from that. And it's just, I felt like we all witnessed a robbery last night. I really do. And that's why if you watch that game, and whether you were, weren't a Dame fan, first off, you got to be now. And if you're one of those fans who's like, oh, I love Dame for the loyalty, even you have to be like, bro, this is an abusive relationship. You can leave tired of this. What was that? Not 55 to again, keep in mind, a beaten down team, a team that's injured, that doesn't have their second best player, that doesn't have Will Barton, who also is like their fifth best player. So you have no Jamal, no Will Barton, right? And you lose to them because your dudes are playing dumb, fouling out, missing every overtime shot. Like, keep in mind, again, they were down by nine in the first overtime. Dame scored 12 straight to get it to double overtime. 12 in a row. Layup, bang, and one. Then three straight threes. Now, I will say Mike Malone was coaching badly. He didn't foul him twice, right, in situations that I thought were strange. They also had a timeout right in that fourth quarter they didn't use to get a shot up. Um... And I definitely, there's no way Dame's getting a three up, down three. There's just no chance. I'm fouling. I don't care. Not getting that shot up. Absolutely not. I was like, you're just going to let him shoot it again? 
Now the one in transition <laughs> was a little tougher, obviously, because that was Monte Morris is supposed to hit his free throws. And man, he was trying to blow the game. He had a missed layup in that overtime that kept it right to two. And then he got to the free throw line. He missed one of those. I was like, damn, Monte, you really sell him again. Keep in mind, game three, he almost sold that one too, missed free throws, and you'll get to see it. But at the end of the day, man, Damian Lillard, again, I, I would agree with you, one of the best bluff runs I've ever seen. It looked fake, didn't it? I was like, he really did this again. There's no. I'm way. laughing, like, because, like, when he shoot, he shot the ball, I'm laughing, like, man, and he makes it. It's like, it's crazy because my reaction when I see, like, game winners is, like, I always, like, just start jumping up and down. Like, I always, I'm always excited. Same. I'm always exactly. This was so – it was – go ahead. I know what you're going to say, and I felt the same thing. But when Dame did it, it was kind of expected. So, I was, like, no reaction. I felt like I, I did it. Like, I had the same reaction <laughs> he did. Like, <laughs> like all right. Dave Tom, like this is what goes down. Like, okay. The whole Knicks. <laughs> Let's go to overtime. Exactly. Bro, it's really crazy that this dude's hitting playoff game tying threes. And my only reaction was laughing. Like, why did they let him shoot that? Like he was going to hit it. Duh. He had yeah. two of them. Like two send the game to overtime threes. When he waved off the when he waved off the screen. And call for the ISO on Michael Porter Jr. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's over. Yeah. That's, in. I'm like, that's, that's exactly in. what I was thinking. I was like, oh, man, he's hitting this. Yeah. Especially especially now he almost hit the other one, trying to get the foul on Rivers. Mm-hmm. I just knew. I was like, oh, man, this is bang. But yeah, it's kind of strange that they didn't put Aaron Gordon on him because he's the one guy who can kind of affect that, at least that shot. But I just – it it was it was it was ridiculous because you're right. Normally I'm also jumping up and down I'm like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. This was kind of like damn, damn. It's just like you're just laughing, just sitting there really yeah. just chuckling, <laughs> like like duh. Damon like, Lillard might become one of the if he if he chooses never to leave, might be the clutchest dude who's never won the finals or made the finals even. Like he might be that. Like guy, because like, honestly, you can't deny but, his clutchness. You really can't. He just keeps doing it. He's done it like a, four times now. Go ahead. If there's an argument for a guy to be not knocked for not having a ring, it's going to be Damian Lillard. Yep. Honestly, yep. Because you look at everyone. You look at. Um, Reggie Miller, and you look at Charles Barkley, and they have their quota or their famous playoff like failures. And Dame's like he always went off shoot, he always went off fire. Like, and yeah. you can say what you want, but if he like he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, we know that, right? Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's weird because no, you can't really say he folded. Nope. You're definitely – what's happening is, and I think this game is further cementing it, he's climbing up the rankings. Like him, Russ, Chris Paul, I'm tell, he, he might have jumped them last night. The Chris Paul can get back, and Chris Paul really is – he's got a great chance here because he finally 
got the injury bug to go the other way, right? Like he's had unfair mm-hmm. breaks. Russ, we know what he is. Great triple double guy, whatever. Then Dame beat him with the worst team. And it's just like if he's just gonna do it every time, like he's just gonna hit every clutch shot. He's gonna do it to the Rockets. I believe that's who he did it to. Then do it to OKC. Did it to the Rockets in his first postseason. Ended the series. And then did it to, and then did it to the Thunder. Ended the series. And then the one, the one time you can say he played bad in the postseason, for real, was against Drew Holiday and Rishon Rondo and Anthony Davis. Yeah. You really look at it, you're like, oh, Drew Holiday is still one of the best defensive guards in the league. Rondo, if he figures out this Clippers thing, he's a top five point guard all time to me because he would have figured out a Rubik's Cube here. And Anthony Davis as we now see, and let's, we're going to talk about it literally in 10 seconds, but he won a ring, and he's clearly the catalyst for this Lakers team now. Clearly was the whole reason they were honestly winning any games. Um, now, Russell, do it, yes. But if he was the offense and the defense, so you're dealing with those three, and okay, you struggled. You had like 20 a game in that series. You get swept. Getting swept obviously isn't great. But again, you rocking CJ McCollum, and it's not like CJ gonna be able to do anything with Rondo anyway. And I don't remember, did they have Nurkic yet? I don't know if they even had a big yet. I don't think they had Nurkic yet. I don't yet. think they did either. And I want to say they had. I think they say I think they still had Whiteside. Or they might have had him, and he got hurt or something, right? Because he always gets hurt. He's always not around. So it's like, damn. And that's the other thing with Dame. The other thing, because I was having, we had this discussion, him or Kyrie, and again, this group mm-hmm. chat, it's like, bro, I want to say Kyrie, but if Dame's is always going to be there, and can you make the argument that Dame with LeBron wouldn't win a ring or Dame with that team wouldn't win a ring? No, you can't. I don't care. He's just going, he's showing you he can do it. Showing yeah. you he can give you clutch moments. Not can. He's showing you that he will deliver clutch moments. Um... You, you can't really make the argument that he couldn't do it, but could you make the argument that with that Boston team, if, if he he would not have gotten hurt? Yes. He really never has. It's actually crazy. You really think yeah. about it. Everybody else, and we're talking about injuries are you know terrible. They kind of do determine plus to some degree, and you're seeing it, especially in a season without the bubble, right? And the reason that the Blazers were about to miss the playoffs last year is because they were all hurt. And – this year, the reason they were succeed, they're all hurt. CJ missed time. They actually might have been better about CJ. But Nurkic missed a lot of time. And we actually did talk about it. They were better without CJ, only because their team made more sense. They were starting Trent. Carmelo got all the bench shooting. Simon's did as well. And they were better defensively because Trent's just a little taller and a little more athletic, you know. Um, but – and he also didn't take as many shots either. Um but the discussion for another day. Discussion for if the Nuggets end up winning the series. So right now they're up 3-2. We haven't talked about them at all. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Jokic. This is just this is just the destiny for you, man. This is what it's going to be. I mean, it's what it is. Like, he, the man scored 55 and 10, man. We got to give him his credit. Yeah. I will say, though, that pass Nurkic threw was a complete dime. I did not think Robert Covington shouldn't have been playing up at all. But 
I did not think he was going to get that pass there from that angle. That was crazy to get to Michael Porter Jr. in the, in the corner for the three that ended up giving him the lead once and for all. It was an absolutely was, ridiculous. I was like, what the hell was that? You said Nurkic. I, I, I thought you were talking about Jokic, but you said My that. fault, Jokic. My bad, Jokic. Yeah. My bad, man. <laughs> yeah, that pass was crazy. But he threw it, posted up over over his over his shoulder in two double and a double team shoulders, right to Porter on the dime. And not only that, it somehow was like fast enough to get there and like right over Covington's arms. Like he had no chance of getting to it. It was crazy. It was like a yeah, really fast. I was like, geez, this is wrong. <laughs> But then I expected Dame to go down and shoot that three, and they just doubled him. He said, you know, I think I can pass to my second-best player. He's open. No, you can't. They just shot it. Fuck him. Oh, man. Anyway, moving on to something else. Last night was kind of a – it was really a – I don't even know if I want to say bittersweet. It was just a little bit sad, man, because Lakers' sons played, and – me and you both talking, and we expected the Lakers to win the game. We expected a vintage LeBron performance. Mm-hmm. And instead, the Suns came out there, smoked them, one by 30. Um, Booker, 30, though. Yeah, 30. 30 is – that's the thing. <laughs> 30. Booker had 30. Chris Paul was just running the show out there. He had 9.6 assists. Cameron Payne off the bench was 16. He was big as well. Um, I just – and LeBron, 24, 7, 5. And Schroeder had zero. Obviously, we got to talk about that. And he had no – LeBron didn't have any help, but he left the court early and clearly did not look the same. His finishes were all – they were all like finishes you would expect more from a guard, right? There are no power moves. I'm watching him play. And you still don't know because he very well might be able to do it. But I'm having the feeling, I'm like, oh, no. It's true. He's old now, you know? Even last postseason, he really would. You, I, I think last postseason he might have been able to do this for a game. Maybe not two. He might have been able to get them out for a game. We still don't know what AD's, you know, injury's going to be or whatever. But he just didn't. And I and you're watching the early, and you're like, LeBron, take over. LeBron, take over. And I'm looking, and I'm, I'm watching him drive, and I'm like, oh, no. He scored a lot when Aiden wasn't in there. But with Aiden in there, I was like, oh, he can't. He really can't score over this guy. What One thing you? to also point out is he got zero free throw yeah, exactly. And it's not because he wasn't getting the call. He was going to the basket a little soft. He really was. He's going for these, like, underhanded layups, fading five feet away. You know what I mean? Just yeah. stuff that I'm not used to LeBron even attempting. And, again, he's not used to having to try to take them. So they were all missing terribly. And... Yeah. The rest of these dudes suck because it's they're built for defense, right? 
They're built to mm -hmm. all be ancillary defensive parts, to not get killed on defense, not to score. They don't have any shooters. They're the second worst three point shooting team in the playoffs. They don't have any any anyone who can go out there and say, okay, you're not going to play defense, but you can hit shots. And we talked about like the Hawks have like 10 of these guys Bogdanovich, Gallinari, Porter. You know, we talk a lot about the Wizards are much worse with, with, without Towns. Um, playing well, and they just got nothing out of any of them. But what were your thoughts on this and the series as the Suns go up 3 2? It's this is a tough situation, right? Because obviously, Anthony Davis has a strained groin, so even if he plays in some capacity in game six. He's going to be in a limited capacity, so he's going to be not the Anthony Davis that we've known to see in the playoffs this year and last. And it's asking LeBron too much right now because you can't have Schroeder go out there and be a minus 17 with zero points in 26 minutes. It's just not, that's just not getting it done. 15 minutes for KCP. He was a minus 19, zero points. That can't happen. You need some contributors. Like, Kuzma was the only one out there that could score. Like, you got a couple buckets from Taylor, but we ex we always expect Taylor to score. It's about if he can get his, his minutes. And we know he's not the best defender in the world, so it's, you know, kind of take your poison. Yeah. So, I think I think this Lakers team is vulnerable. I, I've been saying I thought they were vulnerable – but I was giving them the benefit of the doubt as the defending champion, having LeBron James on their team, having Anthony Davis both being healthy at the right time. But it looks like they're both both of their health health is compromised. So if it comes down to the supporting cast, the Lakers, I don't have any faith in them. I don't think they're a very good constructed team. The pieces don't really fit. Um, and you got to give credit to the Suns. They're a young up-and-coming team. Devin Booker's on that ascension, and you're seeing guys like Mikael Bridges make an impact as a 3-and-D player in this league. You're seeing Cameron Payne have a resurgence to his career in Phoenix because Chicago rid him off. And I saw some quote where it said that some anonymous coach or a scout from the Chicago Bulls said, we saw him practice two days and we knew he couldn't play at the NBA level. So he proved him wrong. And my thoughts on the series, I think Most that – the worst of the league. Go ahead. <laughs> I, my, my thoughts, like, on the series, I think that – I have to be honest. Like, I don't, I don't have faith in a, a big game six. Like, I thought it would be game five. Like, that was the one where he needed to go out to be the scorer. I talked about it. He needed to get a lot of field goal attempts. He got him up. He only he, he got some up 19, but the game was pretty much out of balance and it just wasn't it just no, it just wasn't the recipe at all. And it just enough, we'll be honest. You gotta get 30 up, 30, 35, period. Okay. Exactly. So yeah, like exactly. And this is what comes this is what comes with Anthony Davis, like. Part of this is you you know what you're signing up for. Like his history yeah. tells you. 
he gets hurt. And he gets hurt often. And you just – last year was a unique year because there was so much downtime between the end of the season and the playoffs because of how it ended due to the bubble. Darnell Bailey, just, here we go. I was wondering this too, though. I'm not going to lie. This is a thought that crossed my mind too. But. I'm just, just saying, like, so it just makes you consider, like, what the Lakers have won a championship last year had they – not been in a bubble environment had they been play had they just played 82 games but that's uh answer we'll never know but for this year i think i pretty much think the lakers are done that's what it simply comes down to that's just looking risky right now seeing as how the heat just got swept too and the only change they really made was a reason for crowding you could say damn near Ariza played better this year. Um, and the Celtics also got out of there real quick and they made the conference finals. The Nuggets are hurt, so we can't really say what you know what I mean. And the Celtics are hurt too, but they've been bad all year really. But um just about this. I, I say the 35 30 30 35 shots is what you need. I'm looking at LeBron. I don't know if he's easy. We're talking about it. It's not easy to get up shots, right? It's easy to yeah. say that. It's a lot of energy to get up that many shots. I don't know if he's capable right now. I really don't. Just looking at the timeline with he's playing. Probably missed a layup. Well, even worse than that, that happens. Happens to everyone. Even the, even the game. Even the game is bad. But he got blocked by Torrey Craig on a post-up. I was like, oh, no. That's he could have got a foul. He could have potentially got a foul in that play, but they yeah. didn't call it that way. Poor Craig. He had no elevation. That's my issue. Like, none. And we've seen – I almost want to take back calling him the Lion King. He might have been not lying. Because even during the regular season, we've early before the injury, we saw him, you know what I mean, be explosive. Mm-hmm. We saw him have that ability to just dominate games, take off. And a lot of people are going to say – one thing I saw was like, oh, yeah, last postseason, he kind of chilled because AD was there. In the regular season this year, I saw him take off without AD. That's why I'm like, he can't do it. But he just can't jump right now. Like, I, even when he goes by people, not really dunking it that much. Layups. Not, just doesn't look the same. Really doesn't. And he, it's possible you might have been trying to see, but I don't I don't know. You never really know. I don't want to completely write them off. I have that much respect for him and what he could be holding back. But the big thing to me is Chris Paul sees his chance. He didn't play a great game, but you know what he did? He told them, look, we don't give them chances. They're not going to beat us. Four turnovers to 16. He said one way or another, even as a bad shot, we're getting a shot up. And as we saw, like like when they played the Warriors, that was the whole reason they beat the Warriors, turnovers. It was either turnovers or offensive rebounds was the reason they were beating the Suns. And now without AD, they don't get offensive rebounds. And now obviously without AD, you just saw Booker just immediately, oh, he's gone. I was just drumming down here. Go right at him every time. 
layup wise. Layup, 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 layup. They're just like, damn, can't do anything. And it was amazing. Um, this is why I was defending Anthony Davis all season. Even I didn't know it was like this, though. Because Anthony Davis really is the whole defense and offense. With his ability to play defense and slow the game down there. And then on offense, slow the game down with his free throws. And I was like, dude, he is still hurt. Like, again, this is the complicated part of it. He's fragile, but his biggest ability is falling on the ground and getting free throws. And then, as we saw last game, he got bumped. And it was just the, just the, one, the one bump too many. And now, now you have a lot of issues, for real, right? Like, they go out and lose in this game six. Only thing I know for sure is that Schroeder isn't getting 100 million. That's the only thing I'm sure of. Everything else up in the air with this entire team. That's, that's been out of the air. That's been out of the window. Like You can toss that away right now. Like Schroeder's not getting 100 million. Getting Schroeder's not getting million? 84 million. <laughs> like, like, that's just simple as that. Like It's also crazy how Schroeder. much they miss Rondo, too, right? Like... Because they have no – LeBron's looking like, damn, no one else can even pass. Like, like no one else can even help me get somebody else a look here. Yeah. I don't really like – the thing is with this team is LeBron was supposed to play full-time point guard because they had this young stud, Anthony Davis, that needed somebody to set him up. Yeah. But without Anthony Davis out there, for LeBron to play full-time point guard and to have to respond – and to have to shoulder the responsibility of scoring, if he's not going out there like 2015, then, like, they don't have a chance. Well, Schroeder was supposed to help. Was. Yeah. You could throw that out the window. Yeah. Not over nine. He's not. I, I said it a long time on the podcast. I never thought Schroeder was that good. Not that he's a bad player, but I always thought he was a little overvalued. And I think in the playoffs, you're starting to see a little bit of that, that he's not as adept at creating his own shot as you would think, mainly because a lot of his scoring was in the second units against backup bigs or and backup guards. And mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to, to do that than playing all of these starters minutes against more elite defensive players. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he wanted all of this. He got it. That's what he asked for. He got everything he asked for. Billy Otis says, I got everything I ever wanted. My man, miserable. Yep. PCP scared to shoot now. He's only taking one shot. Letting Caruso jack up mysteries. It's just down bad. It's just, it's just a bad situation. And I guess we'll see what happens going forward. Now, there's a lot coming out of this one. The Nets beat the Celtics 123-109. Spike Tatum, 32 points. He tried. Just didn't have the help. Obviously, they're a banged-up team. James Harden had his playoff game so far. 34 points, 10 rebounds, and assists. A little triple-double John. Um, and the win, Kyrie, 25. KD, 24. And they just had a barrage in the fourth quarter of just everybody just raining in threes. 
and the Celtics just hadn't, I mean, they're beating up, but they just had, I don't know if any team would have an answer for what they were doing. It was like all of them. It was really all of them just a barrage of threes. It was crazy to watch. Um, so the Nets go on, they win the series 4-1. And then today we get the report, Danny Ainge stepping down, Brad Stevens, president yes. of basketball operations. Yes. Looking at coach Jason Kidd. Darnell, what are your thoughts? What just happened here? Jason Kidd and Lloyd Pierce have been reported by Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports that they are two potential candidates for the Celtics job. And I think that this is interesting because I tweeted this, that I thought that the Celtics would make changes. But a shakeup like this is not something that you see coming because it happens to both the general. It's weird because no one really got fired. So, like, they really don't put anyone at fault. Yeah. And it really is just like, okay, we know, we know, we recognize, and we're just going to make some changes. And I guess Brad Stevens has grown a little bit tired of coaching from the bubble and the experience this season, and he wanted a little time away. So I get that. I still think that they have to make other moves because I think it, it was bigger than just it was bigger than just a voice in a locker room that just grew on deaf ears. It's more about the roster and the moves that Danny Age made with the cat with the draft capital that they had and just getting better players around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is is really what it comes down to. And if they're going to do that, it's put it's possible that they might have to trade Marcus Smart, even though he's the glue guy to their team, but for them to take it to the next level, they've they've tried the Marcus Smart experiment. It can only get them so far. And I think he's on his way out the door, honestly. What do you think? Yeah, the problem is the roster. So why the hell are we putting Brad Stevens in charge of that? What are we doing? Well, he won't be in charge. Well, Danny Angel's in charge of it. Yeah, I know. What? And Danny Ainge wasn't great at it. But, but Brad Stevens has no experience. That's my whole issue. Oh, it's a valid point. This is a super valid point. That's my whole issue with the thing. Masai Ujiri is sitting right there. Right there. Not working. For what? What do you mean not working? Oh, did he? Is he still the Raptors GM? I thought he retired. I thought he resigned. Yeah. Oh, no. he resigned. No, he's still, he's still they with They were Raptors. talking about it. They were considering it. I think you could get him if you really tried. Yeah, but you got to throw the bag bag at him. That, hey, man. Brad Stevens is not good. And now that they hire Jason Kidd, I'm going to just laugh. I'm going to laugh, say thank you, Celtics. It was cool. But y'all done for. Yeah, that's a lot of room. That's a, that's, a, that's a backwards move as far as coaching. Lloyd Pierce, same thing. I don't think there is yeah. a forward move from this point. That's what I'm saying. No. And it's a it, you can 
you can make the argument it's a backwards move at GM. Bro, he's he's leaving coaching thinking that GMing is going to be easier. That's not how it works. Not easier. Actually, probably more work. And you know what this sounds like to me? What? Phil Jackson without the rings, man. <laughs> that sounds like to me. So you, you're, you're predicting disaster, I take it. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> All of this is dumb. Now, hey, man, they're hoping he's Pat Riley. That's what they're hoping, right? Yep. Even so, he's still Pat Riley without the rings. However you want to break it down. I think they showed – I saw someone post, like, Brad Stevens' resume on Twitter. And I didn't really read what this, what it was, like, all of the stats, because I read it so fast. I kind of glanced over it. But the premise of the tweet was it wasn't very impressive. Like, he played – he was a coach for eight years in the league, and he, he really didn't do that much for the acclaim that he got during his time as a coach. Made some conference finals, beating the Sixers. But that's it. And then one time he beat the Raptors. Seven. Because Siakam decided to post up Jalen Brown for five games. What he did. Yep. Then he lost to the Heat. And he had Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward on one roster. And we saw Gordon Hayward this year. All in. Yep. Making the Hornets a four seed until he got hurt. Without LaMelo. Hey, look. Hey, man. I just... That was GM. So what move would you rather see? Would you rather see the Celtics just fire I would rather see Danny Ainge in? No. I mean, if you want to retire, you can retire, Brad. Not making you the GM because you're tired. Sorry. President and basketball operations and GM aren't necessarily the same. Uh, like, he can still hire a GM. Not doing that. This is about the power. This is clearly a power move, and Brad wanted the power. Not, not, he's not letting anyone else do anything. I'm telling you. But I'm saying, if you wanted to do all that, you still could have. I don't, I don't know. They do it sometimes in the NFL, so I don't know how, how he's going to do it. I would have let Brad, if you want to hire the, if you want to hire the GM, right? Mm-hmm. You can do that. I'd even give him that. Because I don't think this is necessarily his fault. I do think they're a badly constructed team. But no, I'm not, I'm not giving you my whole, I'm gonna give you the operation, but you still got a coach. That's what I'm doing. I'm not gonna say so you give him more, so you give him more responsibility after he tells you how burnt out he is from coaching. You or you can or you can leave. That's what I'm that's what I don't want. But you know what happens when he leaves, right? Cool. I'll figure it out. We rebuild. We change up everything. So you trade Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is going to be disgruntled. 
if he retires? I mean, it would be seen like they forced him to retire. Nah, he would say he was tired. We'd be like, yeah, man, we love Brad. One of them stay. He was gassed. It was never going to be a simple fix for the Celtics. That's for sure. I'm, I'm, you know what I don't want? Here's what I don't want. What's that? Jason fucking Kidd. Lloyd Pierce. That's what I don't want. Not two coaches who got fired midseason. The team got better. I, I don't understand. But the thing about coaching in the NBA is there's not a candidate that you can point to and say, this isn't like the NFL where it's just like coaches, like big name coaches on the sidelines that you can point to and say, hire that guy. Everyone is pretty much used goods that's on the market that that are the big names that you know about. Everyone else are assistant coaches that you might not know about that will be successful. And it's just the job of the organization to find that guy. Like you got to find the next, the next Brad Stevens, not one of these recycled coaches. Like the NFL has the same problem, the same issue. Guess what the Browns did, right? They tried the recycled coach, Hugh Jackson. How'd it work? It didn't because it normally doesn't. Then what did you guys try to do? We tried to go after the assistant that maybe has some upside. Yep. No. And it failed miserably. But then what did you do? You went for the assistant of a team that with, was good. No, we went with we went for the assistant with all the experience in the world. Yep. He spent his whole career with the Vikings. Yep. Making Kirk Cousins good. Now look. Right? Mm-hmm. And now they look like very well run. Now that now everyone's the best talent in the league, best roster. It's because the coach is different. They had talent. They didn't have talent. It's been there. You remember years. when I told you that the, the Browns had a better, better roster than the Eagles? Yeah, after we won the Super Bowl? Yeah, you were wrong because you guys went 1-15. and We made the playoffs. So no, you weren't right. I do remember. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for saying I don't. That. I don't remember what year that was. It was a year we all stunk. And it was no, we didn't go one and fifteen. We went seven and nine. We went seven eight and one that year. We made the playoffs and lost to the Saints on the road by six. Out of my face with that. <laughs> I'm the Celtics. I'm looking maybe like a jazz assistant coach. Where I'm looking, I don't know his name. Go, go for that. No more retreads, man. I might even take a little, take a little gander at college if you just did it and it worked. Fuck it. Or you, you perceive it as working. Thing is how you gave the dude a promotion. I can tell you, as a team, as a fan of a team that hired a college coach, don't hire a college coach. Yeah, but the Celtics just did it, though. Yeah, but that's an anomaly. Don't hire a college coach. It's going to go really bad. No, you're right. You know, all got for the Celtics. Anyway, Nets, congratulations. We'll preview that Nets-Bucks series later time. 
when it's about to start up. I am excited, man. I just a wild day, man, in the NBA. Yes, I just, it it's just funny because you talk to non-basketball fans and they, they they say like, oh, the NBA is too predictable. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, if it was that predictable, I would be a lot richer. Yeah. <laughs> it would make a lot of money off of it. And tonight, we got Wizards Sixers. Joel Embiid is slated as doubtful. Wizards Sixers at 7. Hawks Knicks 7.30. Taz Grizzlies 9.30. Mavs Clippers at 10. Let me tell you the spread real quick before you pick these games. Sixers minus 6, despite no Embiid. Knicks minus 1.5. Jazz minus 9.5. Clippers minus 7.5. Who you got? In those games, so I'm taking I'm taking the Clippers to win. I think they win it and they go up three two. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that the Jazz in their series. Yep. And I think that the Sixers get it done against the against the Wizards, even though they don't have Joel Embiid. I think Ben Simmons can't be any worse than he was last game. Like, even though he didn't play that bad last game. I think he has a, a bigger impact on the, on the score. And he goes out and tries to get to the basket, and he's a more dominant player. So I'm going to pick them to win that game, and that's what I got. Hawks, Knicks. Hawks, Knicks. I got the Hawks. I got the Hawks. That's a, it's going to be over with for the Knicks. Me, that's the toughest one. No, that it's only for the Knicks. That crowd is crazy. I mean, they're going to fight so hard, too. I also have the Hawks, though. I have the Hawks. I agree with everything you said. I even have the Sixers. I think Ben Simmons is – him, when he comes out and plays the five, actually, that's the best scoring version of Ben Simmons. It is. But the question is, are the Wizards going to let him ever get a layup or just foul him? I'm just fouling him. No way he's getting any layups or dunks. He's getting half. Honestly, Ben Simmons is the ideal small ball five. Yep. Really is. Like, if you wanted to look around, if you looked around the entire league and you besides, you say besides Giannis, I'm going with probably Ben Simmons over pretty much anybody else going forward as a play small ball five. Let me think about that for a second. You can't go Zion. Zion's not good enough. At, he's yeah. just not tall enough. I wasn't even thinking of Zion. I still want to say Ben Simmons is the second best anything in the league. That's where my trepidation lies. I mean, so he can't. Small ball five is a little different, I guess. No, I really don't have one. That's because it's true. Uh, yeah, the problem is we have an MVP center. Exactly. Hey, man, we'll see if they win the game with him as small ball five. And then I'll have an answer to your question tomorrow. I'm not saying that they're a better team playing like that. But... No, they're definitely not. But I, 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 if he, I'm saying if he's the second best small ball five in the league, we'll have an answer to that tomorrow. I agree with you right now. This can very easily change in 24 hours. Yeah. He goes exactly. out there and is still what he normally does, which is ass. 
And and then we have issues. Because the problem is, is who does he guard? That's the issue. Because I guess you have Mike Scott out there guarding the center and you you still want him on Bradley? Like that like that's but, what I mean. Yeah. For that I don't reason, know. he might not exactly for that reason he might not be better as a small ball five. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good right? question. They're gonna prove they're gonna prove everything tonight that we need to see about Ben Simmons. Everything, everything you need to see. I already have my answers, but you know what? Nah, the small ball one I'm not sure about. I've seen him explode as a small ball five. I'll be it against Jared Allen, but this is against Alex Lynn. So you know what? Same thing. Actually, Jared Allen's no. not bad. Huh? Jared Allen's not bad. Exactly. I said same thing. I misspoke. This is worse. This should be easier for you. Like markedly easier, actually. Unless they just do what they should do, which is put Gafford out there. Then, eh, I'm not sure. I think Simmons can take Gafford. Actually, Rui as a small ball five would be devastating. He's not as physically imposing as Ben Simmons. I'm watching Nicholas Batum out there guard seven-footers, bro. I don't care about physically imposing anymore. Fuck that. Yeah, true. Doesn't matter. Anywho, let's get into it. Hey, man. A rare back-to-back day for us. But player of the day, coach of the day, game of the day, highlight of the day, dickhead of the day. Of the day, actually. We did it. I know, right? Like, this is, this is like, kind of new. Like, okay. So, for my game, for my player tonight, it's got to be Damian Lillard. Even though he lost 55-10, a record – Breaking performance, 12 threes, most in the playoff game. The, the, the numbers go on and on and on. So I'm going there for my coach tonight. I got to go with Michael Malone because he did a good job of containing Damian Lillard and making the others put them in positions that they weren't comfortable in. And I was really surprised that no one from Portland can find a way to get a basket. So that was impressive. For the game of the night, I'm sticking with it, Denver-Portland. Obviously, best game of the night, best game of the playoffs so far. And for my highlight of the night, it's got to go to Dame. It's got to go to Dame time. Just, I, you can just pick whichever whichever clutch basket you want. Like, yeah. They were all highlights. <laughs> he was just getting it done. So that's my highlight and my dickhead. I'm, I'm staying with this all. My, everything's going to be Portland Denver. It's got to go to CJ. Like, you can't step out of bounds with 30 seconds left on the clock. Or I think it was probably, might even have been less than that. Like, you just can't turn the ball over with your teammates just having such an amazing performance. And all he needed you to do was just do what you routinely do. And that's just handle the ball off a of secondary action and just not step out of bounds for no reason. Not Step out of bounds, and you stepped out of bounds. You gotta get the dickhead. Dickhead of the day. Player of the day, Dame. Game of the day, Nuggets Blazers, obviously. Coach of the day, I gave it to him last time, and if he ends up beating him, fuck it. He earned his coach of the year, Monty Williams. I don't care. Beat them by thirty. True. 
and they just they looked well run. They didn't make any mistakes. LeBron was kind of doing stuff early. They're like, you know, let's just play him like Giannis. Fuck this. Just build a wall. And make some miles do something, and no one else did. Dumb Monty. Highlight of the day, I agree. It's just Dame. Whichever one, you, both of them, all of them. 12 straight in overtime, you give it to that. You give it to the, the, the two shots in overtime that he hit, or the one in the fourth one overtime, to send them into the next, you know, stage of overtime, I guess. <laughs> next level of overtime. And they can't, it's got to be CJ. There's, there's no answer. No other answer. Set that out of bounds. It's awful. Terrible. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give a secondary dickhead. Because while, okay. while CJ earned it, CJ just had a bad game. This guy is, this guy is starting, to, starting to become dickhead in the playoffs. Nurkic for fouling out again. For the that's third a good time. point. That's a good point. For the third time. And they've lost all three. Because all you have to do is not foul out. And the worst part about it was he did a bad moving screen to get his fifth. And then the next play. You can test a dunk, dude. Like, what are yeah. you doing? What are you doing? I don't get it. And from that point on, Jokic just started eating. Literally. Yep. Oh, well, okay, cool. This got dummy to foul out again. <laughs> to foul out again. Let's go to work. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like, I didn't like. I didn't like the way Jokic was kind of flopping at towards the end either. Like he oh, would like he's definitely a flopper. He would like flop towards the ref and look at the ref and like start yelling at the ref and then quickly spin baseline. Like he definitely did that one play and then got a call because he that was that bad. Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. It's crap. I know exactly what player you're talking about. I was like, bro, he just talked to the ref and then hit Covington with a spin. Did oh, I'm like, did he really just do that? And he did. He did <laughs> like, hey, where's my foul? Spun right into Carmelo foul. I was like, damn. Damn. But he did get right fouled. There. He did get fouled, though. That's the thing. He didn't get fouled the first time, but Carmelo definitely hit him to the crown. So, I mean, you know. Right. Hey, man, thank you guys so much for listening, man. Appreciate the love. Another episode of Lumi Sports. Fun night of basketball tonight. We might see, should see at least a couple closeout games. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. And for Darn Up, this is Demetrius. If you enjoyed. Later. Double D's. Triple D's. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>